Welcome back to Counting on Grace. Chapter 7, Arthur Speaks to Me. This is the day we get to quit two hours early, but first we shut the frames down for cleaning. All week long, the lint floating around in the air comes to rest on the cotton roving and they stick together. Then the roving gets stubborn and won't feed properly into the bobbins. That means by Saturday, the ends are breaking on every machine. If you don't catch that first break and piece up by twisting the threads back together, sure thing there'll be another. It's a miracle only two ends broke after we doffed our first frame. On the second one, Mamere and Delia pieced up 12 between them. Every frame we doffed, it seems more ends broke. Mamere has a hook she uses to clean between the rollers, up and down and round the spindle pins. That hook pokes and pulls out the balls of cotton that have gotten themselves messed up with the oil dripping down the gears. She throws the black squishy cotton balls on the floor for the sweeper boy to push away with their long-handled brooms. Delia is overcleaning the two frames she'll be starting up on Monday. I don't have a hook, so I poke my fingers in and around to the secret little hiding places where it's too dangerous for them to go when the frame is running. In and out and in between I go, left hand and right, hunting for junk, snaking it out, flicking it away. It's a dirty job, but for once, it's quiet in the spinning room and you're not chasing bobbins. With nothing buzzing between you, you can talk to people easy-like when you spy their face on the other side of the frame. Suddenly, something snatches my smock and yanks it down. I jump back with a scream. It's Arthur who reached under the frame. Stupid trick. Kids do it to tease each other all the time. We all know the machine can rip your clothes right off if you're not paying mind. I was just fooling you, he says. The frame's not even running. He's standing up now. I see only half of his face between the mess of spindles and gears, then the other. Why don't you go clean your own frames? He shrugs. It's more fun tormenting you, he says. He don't have too many friends, so I think this is his dumb way of getting back at me. I like this part, he says. So many places to fit my fingers. And I can see them poking through from his side. Arthur has thick fingers, better for cleaning than doffing. Papa will make me a hook next week, I say. Want one? He shrugs. Maybe. Let's try and touch, I say. It's hard to find the exact right place where we will connect. First, his fingers are too high and then mine are too far off to the side. It's like poking a needle through the back side of his shirt, searching for the hole in a button. In the end, it don't work anyway because our fingers are too short. They just wave at each other in the dark space between the sides. Hello, I call. No talking, Grace, Mamere says from down the frame. Work to be done. I pull out a handful of gunked up cotton balls so she can see I am working. Too bad about your book, I whisper to Arthur. He won't give it back. French Johnny don't like me. But I know where it is. How come? I just know where he keeps his things. I know lots more about the mill than Arthur does. He never pays attention to nothing but his reading. I can get your book back, I say, before I think. Will you do it, he asks. If you stop calling me Tattle, it wasn't me who told French Johnny where to find you. It was Madame Boucher. 
but he followed you down the path. If it wasn't for you, I'd be gone by now, across the border. I shrug and move up to the next roller. I don't want to get his stupid book back anyway. I don't even bother telling him how stupid he is about borders between the states. You can't keep trying to be friends with a stubborn person like Arthur. Suddenly, there is his face again right across from me. Wonder what would happen if you put your fingers in here when the frames are running. He worms one chubby finger around the bottom of his spindle. Then he adds the second finger. There's no room to poke in a third. It would hurt you bad, I say. It would gobble up your whole arm. I bet it would just hurt your fingers, maybe your hand a little. Why do that, I ask? That would be stupid. Maybe, maybe not. Arthur is a strange one. I move again. My hands are full of grease now. The machines smell like a herd of old goats. I want to pinch my nose so I can get away from that smell, but then my fingers would carry the grease to my face. Wish there had been more to eat at dinner time. My stomach is jumping over itself. All right, Arthur says. I'll stop. You'll stop what? I'll stop calling you names if you get my book back. Why'd I promise that? I don't want to put myself on the wrong side of French Johnny, but I never go back on my word. One more thing, I say. I want to know what's happening to the soldier. In the story. Deal. Deal. I swallow hard. How am I going to do this?